turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, April the 1st, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today is April Fool's Day for some. I would think that if we're going to celebrate April Fool's Day, we could start in Washington, D.C., But I don't normally celebrate that. I doubt that you do as well. Today in 1865, during the Civil War, Union forces routed the Confederate soldiers in the Battle of Five Forks in Virginia. Today in 1891, the Wrigley Company was founded in Chicago by William Wrigley Jr. They made gum, lots of chewing gum, and lots of money. Today in 1924, Adolf Hitler was sentenced to five years in prison for his role in the Beer Hall Putz in Munich. Hitler was released in December, didn't spend anyways near five years. It was a matter of months. But during that time behind bars, he wrote his uh, autobiographical screed, as it is called sometimes, Mein Kampf, his story, his idea, what it we the world was to experience from the mind and the hands of this man, one of the evil, evil people in world history. Today in 1945, American forces launched the amphibious invasion of Okinawa. During World War II, U.S. forces succeeded in capturing the Japanese island. <clears throat> I think it was on June 22nd, I believe I read. Today in 1970, President Richard Nixon signed a uh, measure banning cigarette advertising on radio and television. It took effect January 1, 1971. Today in 1976, Apple Computer was founded by Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and Ronald Wayne. Today in 1977, the U.S. Senate followed the example of the House of Representatives by adopting 86-9, a stringent code of ethics requiring full financial disclosure and limits on outside income by our elected public servants. Well, that didn't work out too well. I can't think of any of our public servants who aren't millionaires, some of them multimillionaires, and for the most part, some were rich when they came to office. Trump was, but for the most part, they weren't. Hillary Clinton said famously, infamously, she said, when Bill and I moved to Washington, D.C., we were flat broke. That's a quote. There's something about moving to D.C. that is a pretty good business move, it seems to me. So, in 1977, that was supposed to get fixed with this code of ethics requiring full financial disclosure and limits on outside income. Boy, that didn't work out too well for the people, did it? Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito is 72 years old today. 
May God give him strength and longevity beyond 72. He is a constitutionalist, an originalist. We certainly don't want him to not be serving with Joe Biden in office as president. God is so faithful. Sometimes I just, in my own personal life, and I think many of you do as well, I just say when I'm driving or doing something, and I just say, Lord, you are so faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. I was thinking about Psalm 89. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Psalm 89. Great is thy faithfulness. God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ, our Savior. Paul would write many years after Psalm 89. God is faithful. God will not. He will not fail. He will not fail you. He will not fail me. God is faithful. And God is in control. There's nothing that's going to happen on this planet today that God does not allow to happen. I'm not saying God creates evil or God causes evil to happen. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying God allows what happens. If God doesn't allow it, it isn't going to happen. God is in control. If we don't believe that God is in control, we don't serve the God of the Bible. God is in control. Speaking of being in control, Governor Jay Inslee, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this if you live in Washington State. Senate Bill 5974, it's a piece of legislation recently signed by Governor Jay Inslee. It establishes a target that all, quote, all publicly owned and privately owned passenger and light duty vehicles of model year 2030 or later that are sold, purchased, or registered in Washington State be electric. No more of these gas gasoline vehicles, machines. An interagency electric vehicle coordinating council has been created by this new law and is directed to, quote, complete a scoping plan for achieving this goal by 2030, the target. Transportation in our state is the largest source of greenhouse gas emissions, the governor says. There's no way to talk about climate change without talking about transportation, of course. The left has been for as endlessly been trying to get everybody on a, on a train. They don't want us driving cars. I mean, that's part of the, of the leftist ideology, mass transit. Get everybody going on buses or trains, primarily trains, the history at least of their, of their empowerment. But they don't want people 
to have the freedom to have their own car and run around and do stuff. And they always have a reason for it other than the actual reason. The actual reason is they don't want people to be that independent. You say, Gary, you're way overstating this. No, I'm not. If you look at history, it's clear. If you look at today, it's cloudy because they never lay out the true agenda. I'm not saying that Governor Inslee isn't completely committed to fighting greenhouse gas or whatever. Of course he is. He ran for the president of the United States on that agenda, on that single item. I don't think he got any votes anywhere, but, I mean, he didn't last long in the primaries, but that's what he ran on. And he's hoped to be appointed to some left-wing kind of appointment in Washington, D.C., but that hasn't worked out for him either. But he keeps trying. He said this package will move us away from the transportation system our grandparents imagined and towards the transportation system our grandchildren dream of. Well, not everybody has bought into the Green New Deal. I have a grandson that's not far away from where Mr. Inslee lives, and he hasn't bought into it. He kind of likes his gas-guzzling Chevy pickup. But this whole thing is going to move forward pretty quickly, and I just wanted to touch on that for a moment today. $17 billion have been allocated for climate agenda. It's called Move Ahead Washington. $5.4 $5.4 billion for carbon reduction and multi-model expansion. $2.4 billion for fish passage barrier removals. I'm not sure what that means. I mean, I know what barriers are, but $2.4 billion for fish passage barrier removals. Does that mean we're going to have a work day next Saturday and everybody should go show up at Grand Coulee Dam and we're going to haul it away in dump trucks? I don't know. We'll see. $836 million for four new hydroelectric ferries. $150 million for an ultra-high-speed rail. In other words, if you're downtown Seattle and you're stepping in feces and over needles and things, as you do in many areas, or if you're at Third and Pine and people are shooting, as they often are, at each other, you can jump on this new ultra-high-speed rail And you can be in beautiful downtown Walla Walla in 10 minutes and look out over the vineyards. I mean, I'm for progress. But you know what? I I don't think, I think the money will be spent. There's no question about that. The $17 million will evaporate. I doubt that much, if any of this, will happen. But mark my words and we'll all meet together and we'll find out, we'll listen. In 2030, they're going to be explaining how we need another 17 or $34 billion to complete the project, but we've made progress. This climate change is a racket as far as I'm concerned. A lot of it is. People make money. They, start, they do these startups, often go bankrupt, but the money evaporates, and you don't see the results. That's my opinion. Other than that, I I don't have an opinion on that issue. 
Yesterday, President Biden applauded transgenderism with the launch of a new Universal X gender marker on official documents. That's a pretty big deal because the United States of America, founded on Christian values and on the Bible, really, I know they they try to talk that down in any kind of history classes now, or they simply eliminate history classes, but it's a pretty big deal. We have, as the United States of America, the most prosperous, most blessed, most free nation in the history of the world. We have been, and I believe we are to, to this day, but it's certainly under attack. But we have come out and said, God has made mistakes. God isn't perfect. So we accept that, and we're going to fix what God has not been able to fix. That's what we're saying. Because God is very clear in the in the Bible. If you believe the Bible, God says that he created male and female in his image and his likeness. Now, even I can understand that. That's pretty basic. We are made in the image and likeness of God. And we are made male or female. Not LGBTQ, XI1, ABCDEFG, whatever. Now that that is nonsense. And that is something that has gone unchecked in our culture to the point now where it's trying to take over the culture, this movement. This new presidential push will, among other things, include a new ex-gender marker on all U.S. passport applications beginning April 11. Not in 2030, but next week. Associated Press says new Transportation Secretary administration scanners that are gender neutral are also planned as part of the administration-wide embrace of transgenderism, LGBTQI+, issues, and people. It would be sad if President Biden were alone in this, but pushing it as President of the United States. It would be sad. But it's worse than that. The so-called Christian left has joined Biden in pushing his agenda. And they're doing so in the name of the Lord, quoting scriptures to advance this kind of an agenda. So-called Christian left has joined him in pushing the agenda. Penny Nance, who's the president of Concerned Women for America, she's also pushing. But she's pushing back. And she's pushing back hard. God bless Penny Nance. The Bible is strongly pushing back because this movement, as it is being presented and promoted by the President of the United States, is a celebration of what God has condemned, and God does not condemn his creation. So it's real easy to get to the point where we can say this isn't of God. Yes, God is love. Yes, God is compassion. Yes, God is all of that. He is all in all. But God did not create transgenders, people who are confused about even who they are. A woman who is about to land in a chair in the Supreme Court of the United States, as we talked about yesterday, and I did a commentary that those of you listening to ACN have heard throughout the day, 
this woman is going to land in a chair in the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, and when asked, she can't even define what a woman is. That's how far we've slipped as we've turned our back and turned our attention away from God's word and called it progress. It isn't progress. The Bible is pushing back on this because this movement, as it's being presented, is what God condemns throughout his word. Yesterday was proclaimed to be Transgender Day of Visibility across America. In fact, President Biden made a big deal out of it. Pete Buttigieg was running around almost beside himself, he and his husband, saying they're putting the transgender flag right below the United States of America flag in Washington, D.C., which they did. Let's turn on the light for a moment, and let's let it be a little more visible as to what exactly these people are doing. Associated Press began their feature story yesterday. President Joe Biden said Thursday, yesterday, that his administration is standing up for transgender Americans against hateful bills being passed at the state level that is committed to advancing equality across society. Continuing, Associated Press quoted Biden. Biden said the onslaught of anti-transgender state laws attacking you and your families is simply wrong. He put out a video. In fact, I wrote an article about this today in faithandfreedom.us, our website, and I included that little video. It's about a minute and 40 seconds or something like that. It's not very long. But he said, the administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills, and we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, on the playing field, at work, in our military, in our housing, and our health care systems. The president then looked right into the camera sort of. And he said, everywhere, simply everywhere. And he means everywhere. He's kind of reflecting the zeal of a missionary on an assignment from God, but he isn't. He's pushing back against God. America, who is built on under God, one nation, is taking a position through our leadership of saying, nope, God, you're wrong. You think you created male and female, but we know better. We're not going to try to help these people that are confused about their gender and have gender dysphoria. We're going to reorder the culture to honor this. The president told the trans community, you're not alone. You're so brave. You belong. We have your back. I'm quoting him. Of course we should have their back. Of course they should not be alone. Brave, I don't know, but they're certainly in need. And yes, they belong. Their families should put their arms around them and love them. But for God's sake, can we not stop celebrating what God condemns and still love our children when they're led astray? Well, I can't tell you. How emotional this makes me because I've I've seen the kids. I've seen thousands of kids through our ministry as a youth pastor. My own children, thankfully, never got drawn into that web. But it is so deceptive. It is so evil. And now it grips our nation and it grips our public education. 
and it grips every part of this nation. And there's three, four, five, six percent of America that behave in that way sexually. Even the Christian left has bought into this. They share Biden's so-called theology. This is a war against God. It's Joe Biden versus the Bible. And God isn't pleased with it. I can tell you that because I've read what he what he says about it. Adam Russell Taylor is the president of Sojourners. That's they're the leading Christian left organization in America. They're the largest. He confessed yesterday that he had not been aware of the annual Transgender Day of Visibility. The founder of Sojourners, Jim Wallace, he uh, didn't speak as far as I know, but boy, this Adam Russell Taylor who has taken over his position in the, in the organization as president, he certainly did. Once Taylor became aware, he was all in. He was expressing fear that other church leaders and pastors may, like he was, be uninformed. So he, he was calling on everybody across America to make pastors and leaders aware so that they can all join in with this massive movement to celebrate and to elevate transgenderism. He said, we must work, I'm quoting him, we must work to inform them so they can spread the word, take a stand, share the good news, celebrate transgenderism. Taylor said, how, how we care for and protect transgender and gender non-conforming people poses an ongoing test to how we live out the bold, inclusive love of Jesus. No, it isn't. It isn't a test. Christian people are to reach out and to touch those who are bruised and broken and need help. And Jesus Christ himself said, I died on a cross to save you from your sin, and I died on a cross to heal you. Those are his words. In Luke chapter 4, verse 16 says, He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And there he was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. That is Jesus himself speaking. Anointed me to preach the gospel, that is, that we can be saved and forgiven of our sins. To the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. We're talking about captives with transgenderism. We're talking about people that are so uninformed and spiritually ignorant, like the President of the United States and his accomplices on this issue, who know nothing, even though they claim to be Christian, they know nothing of the teaching of the Bible, because if they did, they could not do what they're doing. Jesus closed the book after he had read those verses from Isaiah. And he gave it to the one in charge, and he sat down, and the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, 
this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. There is a bomb in Gilead. There is a healing for these kids. I love kids. I think most of you do too. But these kids are being led astray. They're being used as pawns in a political movement with the Pete Buttigieg's who are marrying their boyfriend and now he's Secretary of Transportation in the United States of America. I'm not talking about being discriminatory. I'm talking about being clear-minded. We are fools. And we need to repent before God and tell him we're sorry and turn from this kind of behavior. These people are so politically blinded. They're so incensed. They're so self-absorbed. Wanting to be president of the United States his whole life, now he is, and he doesn't even know what to do with it. They're leading this nation to hell, and we've got to stand up and we've got to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ first and foremost. You say, well, Gary, I don't have a microphone. You do, and I don't. I understand. I don't pastor a church. I understand. But you know people, and you can talk to them in love about how horrible and destructive this all is. No wonder this generation is taking a step back from everything, everything that's institutional, including churches. No wonder. No wonder they're so confused. I'll tell you. God created male and female. He didn't create other variations of human sexuality. The religious left regularly claims to be devout in their faith, and yet their beliefs collide with God's word, the Bible. Joe Biden is having a contest with God. Our founding fathers understood and acted upon the principles of the, in, in the founding of our country, the principles that are laid forth in the Bible. They didn't all claim to be evangelists like whomever, they just claimed that the principles of the Bible work for a society. And some of them were devout Christians, some of them perhaps not so devout, but they understood the principles. These people are blind that are running this country now. Our current leadership does not understand a thing about biblical truth, and they simply ignore eternal, absolute truth of God's word. I'll tell you, I wish I had another half hour. (laughs) Some of you are probably wishing I didn't and glad that I don't. But there's so much more I'd like to say about this. But there's a story in Jeremiah chapter 36. The whole chapter is pretty much about this. But it's about the fact that King Jehoiakim is listening to the reading of the words that Jeremiah has written under the inspiration of God's Holy Spirit, the inspired word of God, the prophet Jeremiah. And as they read these words of the Lord to this king, Jehoiakim, he doesn't like what he's hearing, so he, he, he'll he reach up and he'll, he'll cut the page out of their scroll and throw it in the fire. And by the time of the end of the reading, he's pretty much cut all the pages out of the scroll because he didn't agree with it. But it didn't go away because under the inspiration of God, Jeremiah 
<laughs> repeated them to his scribe, and God's word was preserved. And that's kind of where we are in America today. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Thank you for your support. We need it. I'll see you Monday.